The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to One Hour at a Time. Recovery begins with education and host Mary Woods is here to educate individuals and families and provide support through the recovery process. Now here's your host, Mary Woods. Welcome everyone. I hope you're all having a wonderful Monday. Um, This is Mary Woods and I'm your host today. Today we're going to be talking to um, a friend of mine and someone who was a guest um, probably two years ago, and his name is John McAndrew, and our title of our show today is I Am Home, and we're going to talk about recovery um, and a journey through music in terms of people's recovery, um, which I think today is very timely. Let me just introduce John for those of you who don't know him. Uh, He's a singer, songwriter, and piano player from St. Paul, Minnesota, who currently lives in Nashville, Tennessee. John has chronicled his recovery and his music. While touring, John speaks and performs for recovery audiences across the country, working regularly with Cumberland Heights in Nashville, Tennessee, the Betty Ford Center in California, English Mountain Recovery in Tennessee, Westbridge in Manchester, New Hampshire, Hazleton in Center City, Minnesota, and Circle Lodge in Sundance, Utah. Some of John's recent appearances include the 50th anniversary of NATO, the Elizabeth Taylor Whitman Walker Fundraiser, the Betty Ford 25th Anniversary Alumni Banquet, the National Town Hall Meeting with Colin Powell, the Summit in Nashville, Tennessee, the Utah School of Alcohol and Addictions in Salt Lake City, Utah, the U.S. Journal of Science Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. He also performed his his composition, Like We Were Made of Gold, at the closing ceremonies of the 2000 International AA Convention at the Metrodome in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good enough, his last album was released by Maui Cat Records in Los Angeles. John's newest project is called I Am Home, a live concert, DVD, CD, and Broadway one-man show. John, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome. Wow, what a mouthful. Good job, Mary. I know. It was a mouthful. Um, (laughs) This is, uh, I've known you uh, for quite a while, and I think the whole concept of chronicling your recovery through music um, is so important because, you know, music is such an integral part of our lives, and I think for people who who are musically talented who end up in recovery, you know, we don't hear enough about that. We don't hear enough about um, people's recovery. We hear about, um, you know, the throes of their addiction. And, and this mm-hmm. brings to mind specifically today the death of Amy Winehouse. And yeah. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, you know, there's a lot of thoughts. And um, chronicling recovery, and I and I kind of like to think of it as us recovering, you know, and and the people that I play for and the and the recovery people that like this music as we recover, you know, but um, it sells more uh, the tragedy and to watch people fall and stumble and and uh, watch celebrities do that, and it sells, and people sell that, and um, that's just a fact of life. The good, 
the good things that people that recover, uh, celebrities, musicians, plumbers, anybody, that it's not a very good selling thing. That's kind of why Hallmark doesn't get as many viewers as MTV, you know. Uh, but, I, you know, folks that are in recovery and uh, substance abuse and mental illness and all those things, I think we just need to keep doing what we're doing and have a voice when people are looking for it. You know, and celebrate some of the things that happen to us as we heal. And I know in show business, it's tough to convince the people that are around the folks that need that need help. You know, that they need to stop maybe what they're doing for a while. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I think Amy would have been well served to just stay out of the music business for a while till she got better first. But that's just my two cent opinion, you know. And one of the morning shows, uh, the uh, they were interviewing an addiction specialist, and they asked her, um, you know, could this have been prevented, and or was she a hopeless case? And and mm-hmm. I think that that's such a a dichotomy of looking at a chronic illness that, you know, um, we're still not conceptualizing this as a brain disease or as something that people recover from it and, and it's a process and that um Pat O'Brien was on the show and, and he said there's alcohol and then there's the ism and everybody focuses on the alcohol but people don't really understand the ism. Yeah, well they don't and um you know the thing with uh could she have been helped of course if she had had you know needed heart surgery or treated for another disease there would have been no questions, you know, that she would have probably got the help that she needed. I don't know a lot of the personal stuff, you know, but God, Mary, it's really tough. You have to, you have to want to get the help, you know. And I and I don't know enough about her to, you know, to probably comment on that. But but Pat O'Brien's certainly right. Which I guess brings us to your own journey in recovery. You know, you you were very much um, a musician before you ever got into recovery. And mm-hmm. um, do you conceptualize your life in terms of songs? I mean, are there certain songs that categorize different parts of your life? Oh, they, oh, I mean, uh, absolutely. And you know, I played music in bars for years and years, and uh paid a lot of dues you know and i and i guess i enjoyed that world at a certain point and then it of course it it turns on you and it becomes pretty destructive and uh i uh i really started to write um more and better things after i you know sobered up and cleaned up and changed and started making some changes in my life and the songs do chronicle that they really do and not so much, you know, I mean, the changes inside happen. What's really fun is the changes that happen around you when you change your thinking and you change your heart. I, I, you know, the disease is a brain disease, and, and uh, you know, I know that concept uh, that you talk a lot about in the therapy world. And, and the music, in the music that I use, we kind of, uh, I use that to, to show that we recover in our hearts, you know. I think that's kind of where I'm focused with the music, and that's what comes out. You've seen my show and the I Am Home show, and 
little experiences that I've had as, you know, in recovery. It's pretty incredible. Um, heck, Mary, it's incredible to be alive, you know. If there's nothing else to celebrate, that's pretty good, you know. And I still love playing the blues and jazz and all that stuff, you know, but these little songs with stories are are, are important to me, and, they, and they're also a reminder to me that I have a disease, you know. I've got a couple of them. i got the whole scope, you know. So, um, one of the things that we wanted to share with our audience is um, one of your new songs, and it's called "I Love You All." And um, we would like to be able to play this for you all. Last night I sat down Just me and God We laughed and we cried All night long I told him my story Secrets and all He said it's fun to sit Sit and watch My children grow Then he sang his little song just for me He said, I can feel everything, I can feel everyone And I know you well He said, close your eyes and listen with your heart I can see everything, I can see everyone And I love you Him, can you forgive all the wrongs I've done? He said, that's what dads are for, to forget their sons. Told him I was convinced you'd given up on me. He said, it's only you who's given up on you, never me.
To Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, Family Center of Recovery for Co-Occurring Mental Illness and Substance Abuse Disorders. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guests, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back, everyone. This is Mary Woods, and our guest today is John McAndrew. Um, a singer, songwriter, piano player from St. Paul, Minnesota, who currently lives in Nashville. And we're talking about um, a journey of recovery through music and John's new CD and DVD called I Am Home. And right before we went to break, we heard a beautiful song called I Love You All. John, could you share with us what was the genesis for that song? Well, Mary, it's kind of funny. Uh, You know, as a, a songwriter, when you go places... 
and you play an instrument, people are always asking, you know, will you play a song or play us something or play this or that? And the song has a couple premises. It's it's uh, it's about God sitting in a kind of like a campfire with me, and He decides to sing me a song, which is kind of funny to me. I know it's a serious subject, but so He sings this song to me to tell tell me to tell everybody that He loves everyone and. In recovery, I found uh, I found this loving God and uh, kind of a character that that would say that to me and does say that to me in a lot of different ways. And so I put it in this song. And uh, I think, like any songwriter will tell you, start to write a song and it kind of starts to write itself. So he basically sings me this tune, and um, it's something that I, I think a lot of us in recovery. Uh, need to hear and want to hear and continue to to try to hear is this this loving god you know accepting and uh um forgiving and all that stuff you know so it's a serious song but when i wrote it mary i kind of was chuckling to tell you the truth why do you think that that's so important in recovery that hearing that you know that that a power greater than yourself accepts you and loves you well I can speak for myself, and I know a lot of other people. <clears throat> um, we've done some uh, nasty stuff, and under the influence, or uh, you know, when we were ill and in our disease, we did some pretty bad things. And um, you can argue back and forth, you know, why we didn't know how to stop or whatever. But we did these things, and then we take away the drugs and alcohol and whatever we use because of substance. And I think we're left there kind of sitting. It's like sitting in the middle of the classroom in the chair and everybody's staring at you, and they can tell everything that's wrong with you. And that sitting there at that moment in recovery, sober or, you know, off your drugs of choice, then you're left with, I think that's what you referred to that Pat uh, mentioned, the ism part of the diseases. And I just for me, I, there's no way to go at that point, but just to ask for help, you know, from something greater than myself uh, to get through that. And Heck, on a daily basis, it's really good to just let go. I mean, I and, and if you're going to let go of something, who are you going to give it to, you know? <laughs> good point. <laughs> give it to your neighbor or the mailman or something, you know, but you got to give it to somebody. Right, right. I think that's a little bit of it. I don't know. You know, um, you we I guess both of us have talked about the fact that um, addiction is a brain disease, and uh, and having said that, that you know it's it's not like we can just give you or anyone a pill and that's going to take care of that brain disease because mm-hmm. it, there really is a spiritual component mm-hmm. to um, to this illness, and this, there's a spiritual component to recovery as well. Yes, I um. I am fascinated, and you've had some of these people on your show, and I think it's, it continues to fascinate the, the people that understand the brain and the chemistry. And they're able to take pictures now of your of your brain, you know, and they can show, um, you know, and everybody wants to see proof, right, of everything. <laughs> and uh, 
they can literally show now the the parts of the brain that not only we could use the word they re- recover or rejuvenate or kind of reborn and regenerated by spiritual practices and it and it doesn't matter what kind they've it sh- they've shown uh, you know they're taking these people and tested them and they're they meditate and they're Buddhists and they're born again Christians and they're just plumbers that pray you know and that part of the brain starts to come back to life and i don't know much about it but i do know when you're in, you know spiritually in good shape that part of your brain that's your addict or alcoholic or whatever you want to call that part of your brain uh becomes less active because there's another there's another voice speaking to you you know and uh i love to listen to the brain guys explain it and then i can tell them what i do actually make that happen and so we're kind of all on the same page with that i think we learn so much more right and we also know that um, memories can be tied to music and that music can affect our mood and so that there's something very neurochemical in what you're doing john oh you know and it's probably i'd like to say i'm doing it you know it's probably pretty selfish it probably makes me feel better and, and it probably saved my life you know being able to hold on and sing and play. And I know it does, Mary. If I don't play for a few days, I get a little cranky and I get fearful. And just playing the music for myself does something, you know, to me. And and I hope it does, you know, the people that like the music that I do, I think that it, there is a connection there. And I'm going to try not to understand it or I may try to fix it or something. <laughs> and then I'd mess it up, you know. Don't think about it too long, John. <laughs> I won't think about it at all. Okay, fact, all right, that's know. good because it's working. So don't, so don't try to think about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, we we've had quite a we we've had a few shows on music, and I think a lot of us just underestimate the importance of music in our in our everyday lives. Even for those of us who can't sing or play an instrument, mm-hmm. it's so much a part of our. Um, our memories, our life. I know I've been working out at a gym, and there's certain music they put on, and it's, like, very calming, and it's like, uh-huh. oh, I don't really want to do this. And then they change the tempo of the music, and then, well, wow, it's easier to move, you know? Uh-huh. And yeah. I think the other thing about music, too, is that, um, you know, it's a, it's a way to sometimes, like, adjust your mood so that if... Um, you know, if I'm really, you know, if I'm really agitated, I might want to listen to something really soft. Or if I'm really mm-hmm. agitated, I might want to listen to ACDC and just crank it up and just get that out of my system, you know? Uh-huh. So yeah. I think that in treatment, we've often seen music as something that's that's bad because historically we'll hear people and talk about, well, you know, whenever I use cocaine, I listen to... Pink Floyd. So every time I hear Pink Floyd, it reminds me of of uh, you know putting lines out on the table and and yep. recording. Yeah. So so I think from a treatment perspective, lots of times we've we've just kind of said, well, that's one of those people, places, and things you need to stay away from. Right. And the alternative is is um, and I've you know my personal experience uh, working and doing some programs at treatment centers is I just play some good music and I. Back- you know, and I, hello. Hello. Yeah, I had a little loud noise there. I try to balance it with some fun stuff and then play something that will go down in there. 
and uh, and when you can go down into their heart, I, you know, that's where the recovery and change happens, you know. And people are going to cry, you know, and people are going to laugh. And I think music is just sort of a little key to open both of those doors. And uh, and if we could have music and recovery bond to recovery-oriented activities, then mm-hmm. maybe it could replace some of the oh, absolutely activities. Yeah, and I think that slowly, and there's so many good musicians, and you look at all the musicians that have changed their lives, and uh, I kind of... Uh, the tough part is many musicians have changed their lives, but they then they haven't changed their music. They have the same audience, and that would be a tough position for me to be in. Uh, you know, if you're you recover and you're still playing for the audience that you know they all have to have three hands to carry their beer into the arena to listen to your music. I'm really fortunate, and I and I feel pretty lucky to be able to do what I do and. And for the audiences that I do, uh, but uh, you know, music can really, really be powerful, and I, and I guess it's really true. It helps me, and I, and hopefully, it helps some other people too. You know, are there certain songs you can't play anymore because they're too connected to uh, when you're actively in your addiction? Oh, for me personally, yeah. Oh, not really. I, I, uh, I may just not. The good thing is I don't do a lot of that kind of stuff anymore, but if I have to play and dig one of those out, I, it doesn't, it's just kind of fun for me, you know. And, and I, uh, it does take me back to the days when I was playing in those places, but I guess I don't have to do it very much anymore, so I'm lucky there, you know. Uh, but gosh, you can't discount some of those great, great songs. And, uh, you know... <laughs> And that old, that old music, and I hope right. we don't put that all away forever, you know. Well, especially when you're playing the blues. Huh? Especially when you're playing the blues. Oh, I love playing the blues. Well, I never thought about it. it the blues are just so much fun for me, you know, uh, musically and the rhythm of it and my feet are tapping. And uh, I'll have to think about that. Maybe we'll have to have a new genre. What's a, what's a happy color? Play the blues and the yellows or something. I yeah. <laughs> well, if any of you have any comments on that, we'd love to hear it. And we'll be right back after this commercial. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. 
Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family-centered recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back to One Hour at a Time. This is Mary Woods. I'm your host today, and our guest is John McAndrew, and we're talking about a journey of recovery through music and John's new CD and DVD called I Am Home. Um, what What is the significance of the title, John? Well, I, I think home has been, um, for hundreds of years, sort of symbolizes... Um, this peace and comfort, lack of worry, and you know a nice warm place to be physically, but also in our hearts. And it's about and my journey has just been this moving and running at stuff and running from stuff, and uh, never being really reconciled and comfortable with with who I was. And uh, you know, I wrote the song about my wife Nancy and I buying this house in Nashville, and I. I, I walked in a couple days after we bought it, and it was empty, and I had a new guitar, and I strummed this chord, and I just said, I am home, because I, you know, in my heart I knew that I was done running. And for me, uh, that was just a really, really big deal. Um, and I'd never had that feeling before. And I think it's part of the gift of, you know, being in recovery that you're, you're given, I was given that feeling. So that's where the song came from, and it became the title of the show where I kind of tell stories about me as a little kid and all the places we moved and how things changed. And it's just about my family and my father and myself. And and uh, the journey, I, I really got lost, Mary, for 30 years probably. And lots of us get lost for so many different reasons, you know. And uh, so we just tell stories about it, and there's videos in it. And uh, 
that's the show, and we filmed it in Nashville, and then we filmed it also on Broadway in New York. So that's the primarily what the the DVD is about, and then the album is all the songs that we did in the studio. From the, has your family from the show. seen it? What's that? Has your family seen it? You know, I've sent, my brother has, and uh, my sister in Pennsylvania has seen part of it. I. I wish my mom and dad were around. I, I hope there's a TV up there, out there somewhere, <laughs> that they can watch it on. But yeah, my family's aware of it. Yeah. yeah. What is it like for them? Well, boy, I get you. Uh, you know, for a couple of them, it's wonderful. For a couple, it's a little uncomfortable. But generally, you know, as a piece of entertainment, they they're all pretty kind of happy, and we're all proud of any of us that's. That does anything, you know, fairly decent. So they're pretty proud. They're pretty proud. Because, you know, I think one of the things, while um, addiction and substance abuse is a brain disease, it's also a family disease. Oh, boy. You know? <laughs> and it, uh, yeah. it affects everyone in the family. Yeah. It sure does. And uh, I think one good thing about it, if if one person in the unit can get in to get some help and start to learn some new things, some of it will hopefully leak out into the family. And you know, if nothing else, I, you know, if one person in the family learns how to love a little better, I mean, that's nothing but good good stuff. You know, so we're still on our journey as a family. Well, I think most of us are. You know, yeah. and I think that that's pretty common. Um, but you I, mean I there's no finish line, or you know, I've been waiting and I haven't gotten to it yet. I haven't quite seen anybody else who's gotten to it yet either. So we so. don't get to run through that little piece of tape with our arms up in the air, and yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe our friend Norm has gotten to the finish line, but I'm not sure. Oh gosh, yes, he's been around the track a few times anyway. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Norm. <laughs> so. um when when we're thinking about you know you know here you've been very open about being in recovery and um and I'm wondering how do people respond to that well um who aren't in recovery what's that who are not in recovery all oh, that are not in recovery well i know who to talk to and i who not and not to talk to and and i'm pretty guarded actually you know and 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 the way i describe what i do i'm i'm pretty guarded and protective um i don't really say much to people unless they come to me you know and when i do my regular concerts uh i mean when we filmed this uh i am home show i it's not about me being in recovery it's about us being in recovery you know but you know, uh, some people are uncomfortable maybe because there's an issue with them, and so they just, I don't know, they wiggle in their seat a little bit. But, you know, I don't uh, I don't yell about it. You know, I just try to keep it in my wallet, you know, and walk around with it. Well, you know, I, the reason I bring that up is um, at Westbridge we work with folks that have both mental illness and um, substance oh, yeah. disorders. And, you know... I know you and I have been in, in certain situations, and you'll hear people use really pejorative terms about people with mental illness yep. or um, and even with um, people with addictive disorders. And, I, and I'm and i just thinking that um, 
you know, music is one way to combat that. But it also, yes. it's it's something that we continually need to talk to people about in terms of the language they use and how they characterize people with addictive disorders and mental illness. Yes, and I think uh, um, when I'm out and more in the public eye, I only I talk about mental illness and substance abuse and alcoholism because it is really the same thing. And it, it also helps to put us all into a boat together that we may have a larger boat going down the river to get some more attention, right? Uh, more resources, more help to other people. Um, and... So and I think it really is important. I, from my experience personally, is that uh, mental illness and the diseases, you know, whatever they are, alcoholism, drug addiction, gambling, they're all the same thing. I, it's a you know the mental illness. I know very very few people in recovery that would not admit they have some form at some level of mental illness, and I think that's a discussion that I'm comfortable talking about and. Uh, you know, working towards and getting people to talk about. Because then we're all in the same boat, and it brings the stigma down. And, you know, come on, it's not a big, it's not the end of the world, and it's treatable, you know. And I'm diabetic, and I'm not embarrassed about that, you know, Mm -hmm. tell people I'm a diabetic. So, you know, I'm open about my struggles with depression and various other things. So I think it's a good discussion, Mary. It's why your show is so good. And Thank I think, you. Uh, yeah, I think people are, are listening. We'd like to um, play another song from your CD. It's called In This Hour. Can you set it up for us? Well, I kind of, uh, I love the example uh, in Buddhist teaching and it's a, it's the same old story in all faiths and faiths and religions. Become a part of a community, you know. Be a part of a thread, um, and live in a community of mindfulness where people care for each other. And I know many of us have spent an hour in some form of, uh, you know, working on our stuff, whether it's with a therapist or in church or whatever else people do, and. Uh, it's when we go somewhere with others and we hold hands with others and we get well with others. Um, amazing things happen and, and we can go anywhere and do that, you know. And and it's the opposite of being alone, you know. And I think, again, with, uh, with Amy Winehouse, she ended up alone, you know, and that's why she didn't make it. So this is called In This Hour. came with my troubles Too heavy to hold Too wide for these shoulders All alone I sat in a chair there They were lined up in rows I listened to the stories That the others told And as I were I Sorrow on my soul In this hour I lost the need To carry it all alone In this hour I found What I needed most In this hour I learned I will never be alone 
halfway through My heart took a turn It's all a human thing I never heard All this weight I brought got lighter somehow Like everybody's hands held it up for me for now In this hour I Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the recovery of families and individuals who experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. Westbridge provides integrated dual diagnosis treatment for adult men and women using evidence-based practices. Visit our site today at westbridge.org and discover that doing what works in helping individuals and families gain recovery from dual disorders is important to the staff at Westbridge Community Services. Westbridge utilizes current evidence-based practices, consensus practices, and old-fashioned common sense to provide treatment to individuals and families that experience co-occurring mental illness and substance use disorders. That's westbridge.org, family center recovery for co-occurring mental illness and substance abuse disorders. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 
1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. If you have a question for Mary or her guest, call now. The listener lines are open. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5792. That number again is 1-866-472-5792. Now, let's get back to Mary and One Hour at a Time. Welcome back, everyone. This is Mary Woods, and our guest today is John McAndrew, and we're discussing a journey of recovery through music. And this is John's journey, and he is uh, sharing it with us via a DVD and a CD, and it's called I Am Home. And I think it's really important for all of us to understand that um, addiction is a deadly disease. And while um, many people succumb to it, there are many more that, get into recovery and flourish and truly help to make the world a better place. And one of these folks is Betty Ford, who recently um, passed away after um, really she was a tipping point for our profession and for many people in terms of coming out as being a woman alcoholic and the woman of the vice president of the United States. She was uh, the wife of the vice president of the United States. And you know, that's how one person has made a tremendous difference in how people think about um, alcoholism. John, your music, you have um, certainly informed a lot of people about recovery and about um, what it's like before and what it's like after. And, and I just think that we need to talk about that more because my concern is is that sometimes when somebody like Amy Whitehouse, passes away, the addiction gets sensationalized and not the recovery. Yeah, it certainly does. And Well, there's two really good examples of, of uh, one side and the other side. You know, on Betty Ford, uh, the millions and millions of lives she touched in such a positive way, and she's just a great, great lady, and uh, and her husband was too for all the support he gave her. And the Betty Ford Center is just so incredible, and the Betty Ford Children's Center, how they've expanded the knowledge, you know, that they have to so many families. We talked about the family disease, and it's such a positive, bright spot, you know. And her passing, just the way it was celebrated, uh, you could tell that she did so, so much good. And who knows, Mary, maybe Amy Winehouse will, will uh, or Whitehouse will teach much more than we'll ever know today, you know. Maybe she'll open some eyes and ears also. You know, maybe some people will get some help. But I I, I think it is important that a lot of people recover and uh, if they get help, there's all sorts of help, you know, and uh, we need to kind of stay on that positive side and, and make sure we get the message to people that are asking for help, you know. 
I just, Betty Ford was so humble, and uh, wow, just what a great, great, great lady. And she, there's a case where she took her past and a bit of tragedy and just turned it into this mountain of gold, you know, really, really beautiful. You know, I think that recovery is such an amazing thing, and to watch people um, begin their, their journey and to see how many things people can get through, um, whether it's challenges around work or school or challenges within their families, and that in this hour talks about, you know, being with a, with people and getting support from people, and I think mm-hmm. um, that's so important, whether it's a, whether it's your your church group or a self-help group or a mutual help group or, um, you know, the neighbors that you get together with once a week and, um, you know, just kind of talk about how things are. You know, we don't get through this life without the support of other people. And I just, um, that your song in this hour really captures that. Well, and it's so contrary to what we're, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps and go for it and, do it on your own, and uh, I, uh, you know, um, I'm not saying that's totally what we're taught as kids, but that's a big message that I got. My goodness, to ask for help and to be a part of, you know, is is just a very, very different thing, and uh, when we get stuck in our diseases and we just don't know what to do out of shame and out of all these different things, uh, the answer is always that word other, you know, others, and other, and the other, you know. And um, that was something Ernie Larson, my dear, dear friend, Ernie Larson, who passed this year as well, used to teach all the time. And so it's uh, obviously that was ingrained in me, and I think a lot of that is in that song in this hour that we just got to. And when we're stuck, Mary, and sick, what people don't understand is it's really hard to do anything positive. And uh, sometimes, many times, it's one person coming up and putting their hand on your shoulder or in some way getting close enough to you. And you and that person will ask for help at that moment. So I think it's all our responsibility, you know, to be a part of this community of, of uh, mindful living, you know. I think we're all in it together. I would agree. I would totally agree. I think that um, so I said to one young man today, do you want to be part of the solution or do you want to continue to be part of the problem? And, mm-hmm. you know, it only takes stopping and looking at something from a different perspective to become part of the solution. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's plenty of love to go around, you know. I think that's all. I think part of to go back to your question about the song, I love you all, I never knew there was enough love to go around, you know. I was kind of, I had that one wrong. It's all over the place, you know. It is. It is. Um, For those people who would like to hear more of your music, where can they get the CD and the DVD? Well, then go to my website and all the, you know, johnmcandrew.com, and all the information is there to order them. They're on CD Baby and iTunes and all those things. And within a week, there will be a new website called Fan Club Video. And uh, there'll be updates and stuff on there as well. They're going to be the primary distributors of uh, both the products. And, and then at live concerts, of course. You know. 
And where will you be performing next? Well, I'm in Florence, Alabama at the W.C. Handy Fest, sort of a blues and jazz festival celebrating W.C. Handy. I'm there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. Who is W.C. Handy? W.C. Handy? Yeah. He was an old black jazz musician. Okay. Who just led, he was a pathfinder, as they call, incredible musician, wrote St. Louis Blues and all great songs. So they have a whole week of celebration of music down there. It's really fun. And then I'm off to Ann Arbor, Michigan, the 9th of September, and uh, we're doing a concert to raise awareness of fetal alcohol syndrome, um, which will be an interesting little concert. Then I'm in Tampa, Florida the following week. I'm looking at my calendar, and I'm all over the place here for a little bit. So, Do I have time to mention the NADAC CD? You sure do. Because the NADAC, you may know more about this, the the national convention is in San Diego the week of the 19th. Is that correct? That's correct. I believe so, yeah. And we have produced a CD this year to help uh, raise some funds for a program that NADAC has to help therapists and people if they don't have enough, uh, haven't finished their licensing requirements or are a little short of money, it will help them with scholarships. But it's 12 musicians from all over the United States who have donated music to to really honor what you and all the other thousands of therapists and uh, folks who work in this field that are in the army uh, to honor you and to help you know get people help so it's called imagine recovery the cd that we've made and that'll be sort of launched on the 19th out in san diego and then we hope everybody buys a couple thousand of them at least yes yes that's <laughs> a great initiative and westbridge Westbridge is uh, proud to sponsor the Absolutely. first we thank thousand you. printing, so we're very happy about that. What are some of the songs and artists that are on it? Oh, there's a, just a, a huge variety of artists, you know, and they're all all these people have just said we support recovery, you know, and they come from all. Uh, Nina Freelon, who is uh, one of the greatest jazz singers ever. Uh, she's, I think she's nominated eight times for Grammys, and she is on there. Terry Kirkman from the Association has written a new song, and and he'll be on there. And just many, many talented, talented people. So it's really a great CD. It's called Imagine Recovery. And uh, thank you so much, John, for spending the hour with us and sharing your journey with us. And thank you, Mary, very much. It's a great way to spend a Monday. Have a great week, everybody. We appreciate you joining us today for one hour at a time. Successful recovery from a substance abuse problem or mental illness depends on education and support of loved ones. Thank you for being that support system. Be sure to tune in next week for another hour of education and compassion. One hour at a time. We'll see you next week.